What's up, buds? Welcome to the Screened Podcast. My name is Ryan Leacock. Today, I'm joined by Nelson Dunk of Skylight Productions. We are having a friendly debate about Rise of Skywalker. Nelson and I have been talking about movies since we were kids, and it was great to argue with him here. It's been a while since my last podcast. Still trying to figure out what to do with this podcast until we can all leave our houses and go to the movies again. I have some cool stuff planned that I'm bringing together, but for today, we dive into one of my first loves, Star Wars. Is it a good movie? A bad movie? Saga ruiner? Epic conclusion? Fix what Ryan Johnson did? Or trilogy undoer? Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Let's dive into it. Um, okay, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. So, Rise of Skywalker. I wanted to say at the beginning that, and kind of set this as like a disclaimer, that you and I, and I can speak for you on this because I know you, you and I both go to movies wanting them to be great. And we we don't sit down in the theater and say, eh, this is probably going to be shit. And I get really frustrated with people that that do that because you're like, well, why even bother going? Like, let's let's hope for the best. And yeah. Now, if a movie looks bad, like I just won't go see it. But if I'm going to the movie, my hope is, hey, this is going to be great, especially if it's a Star Wars movie. Yes. So even after uh, Last Jedi and all the frustrations with that, I still went to this being like, maybe they can pull this off. So that's our disclaimer. (laughs) My position is that I don't think they pulled it off fully. My position is that it's a bad movie with some good parts. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to do like, just say our like one line position and then kind sure. of explain it after that? Yeah. That sounds like okay. a good idea. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's kind of position. People should know where we're coming from each yeah. side of the spectrum. Right. And then we kind of back up our position and then we can get into it. So my position is that it's a, a movie that had a lot on its shoulders, um, had a, had a lot that it needed to pull off. Granted, I don't think it did it perfectly, but all in all, by the end, I was in and I was, I, they, they had me along for the ride. Okay. Fair. Um, I will also say that when I saw it in a theater, I, my knee jerk reaction was, I hate this. I'm very (laughs) frustrated. And I didn't watch it again, which I also did for the last Jedi. So, um, but I didn't, I actually hated this more than the last Jedi on first viewing. Although I think it's going to sit maybe better in the long run. Right. See, I'm the opposite, actually, because The Last Jedi, I left the theater being like, oh, yeah, okay, that was good. Yeah, like, you know, Empire-y kind of. And then the lo- as time went on, I was like, mm, I kept thinking yeah. about things. And then I rewatched it for The Rise of Skywalker, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. I had, a um, other than the initial reaction, the rewatch was like, oh, boy. Um, yeah. Oof. What? Ugh. Now, and I feel bad. I hate being that person, right? Oh, like, I me don't, too. I don't want to, I don't, I don't think there's much value in just like shitting on things. No. Um, and, and so like, we don't need to do in the last year. That's a whole other thing. So I yeah, think yeah. that this conversation is good because I think that we can look at it critically upon second watching of this. I actually hadn't seen it since the theater rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't seen this since the theater until yesterday and yeah. watching it. I was like, hmm, cause you and I had a conversation pretty soon after it came out in the theater and you know, we were both pretty, uh, pretty heated um, mm. on our on our sides and I I could see some of the things that, that you were 
you were saying, but, but still all in all, I think it, it maybe pulled me a little more to center. I wasn't quite so like enamored with it, but, but still all in all, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think I you know my love for JJ goes deep. So mine does not. <laughs> uh, and it's getting less as I'm getting older and, and this movie didn't help. That said, some of the stuff that bothered me the first time didn't bother me as much this time. So I ended up being like, okay, that wasn't as, that was a bit better than I remember. But my position is all this and bringing up the last Jedi again, the reason I thought and do think that in some ways this is worse is because it's the last one. Mm. Uh, so there's more pressure on it so that there's, there's no do. And I don't really, I didn't even like the undoing parts of this movie, but now it's just done. So the story of Ray, the story of all of them is just done. So there's nothing we can do about it now. Yeah. And that bothers me more. Right. Um, I feel like it doesn't do justice to Ray, to Kylo, to Poe, Finn, Rose, Leia. And it doesn't do justice to the themes of Star Wars in general. See, that's where I think I can, I can disagree because I think that I don't think it did justice to everybody, nor do I think that it, it could. The big ones, like I've always been a big Ray fan and a big Kylo Ren fan. The first one, I just was like, oh, this is so interesting. Uh, you're kind of seeing someone who's aspiring to be a villain, um, which is, is very rare. Like you don't often see that you kind of, in most movies, it's like this person is established as a bad guy and blah, blah, blah. I enjoyed his, his arc probably the most through the three. Um, Cause in the last Jedi, he, you know, was all the stuff with him and Ray was kind of my favorite stuff in that movie and, and him and Snoke and him kind of taking the, the true Sith way and killing his master and, and, you know, becoming the Supreme leader. That's really interesting, I think. Um, and then for him to continue that struggle in this one, I enjoyed seeing that as well. Um, Ray, I feel like, Ultimately, again, ultimately in the end, I think it was, I think it was great. I think that she's never really been one with, with a, with a, like a, a bloodline family. And so she found this family. And so the fact that she was Palpatine's daughter, it didn't ultimately define her in the same way that, you know, Luke, Luke being Darth Vader's son ultimately ended up defining him by the third, by Return of the Jedi. And so I find that interesting in this way where she's like, she had, she almost becomes a part of this adopted family, which was still carrying on the theme of Star Wars, uh, one of the themes of that family bloodline, um, but in a, in a different way. So I found that, I found that to be, to be good. And I found her, um, I, I liked kind of how, where she ended up in the end, not really tied to anyone in a sense, but, but still having these, these people that she cared about and that cared about her and, um, and I think that was all great. And same thing with Kylo Ren, you know, the fight on the, the old Death Star, which we could talk about, um, the old Death Star being there in, in general. But I think that was great. Sorry, am I getting too in the weeds? No, no. I think I think it allowed me to kind of clarify too, because when I say it doesn't do justice to them, I, there's kind of a sliding scale. Some characters, and you are, you're right with their connection. I was going to say that later for, it's one of the better parts. It's been one yeah. of the better parts since the beginning. And it continues to be one of the better parts here. And both Ray and Kylo Ren are probably the most interesting parts of the movie. Uh, and they have been the whole time. I think what I mean is they, it just felt still half baked. And so where someone like, you know, Leia in this one is nothing and it's not entirely their fault. I understand they were given an incredibly hard situation to deal with and they kind of had to make the best of it. So I can have some grace for that, 
I just don't like the way they made the best, best of it with her. So that right. one feels like a, just a total, like, well, whereas the, their story is like, okay, you're, you're getting there. There's some interesting stuff, but ultimately, you know, like all the twin stuff, like it just kind of danced around, but they never like, like the twin sons and the twin, like the two sides of the force and, and them coming together at the end, you're like, Oh, are you going to do something interesting with this? Oh, not, not totally. So that's what I mean. Like it doesn't do them justice for me. Uh, it's not the same as how they don't do justice to like Leia or Rose in this movie, but it's still at the end of the day, I'm like, hmm, okay, what was that for? You know, right. Well, that's where I'm at. Well, th- and, and this is where I think I'll agree with you on the, the fact that it was, uh, because it was the last one didn't leave them any, any breathing room and anywhere to go. And so to wrap up um, and we had this conversation before about like the, the, the last Jedi didn't feel like a, a really race handoff. It felt like someone trying to turn and go somewhere else. And you're like, but this is the, this is the track that we're on. And I'm, yeah. and he was just like, I'm going over here. And so in a, in a race to someone to be like, all right, I got to grab this baton back and somehow get back to the finish line. That's really what it felt like to me. And so the whole watching it again yesterday, I was like this, this whole first act feels like we're just turning this big ship, this big wheel, trying to get it back on track. And then the rest felt better to me. But the first mm-hmm. one, the first act was like, even from the, from the, the opening crawl to, you know, Oh, there's this, there's a spy and the spy conveniently tells them everything they need to know in the first 10 minutes. It's just like exposition. That was one of the notes I made was just like you clunky exposition. Like, it was just like, all right, let's just get everyone up to speed so we can keep going. Yeah. And, uh, I don't mind jumping in halfway. Like I don't need to, I don't need to pick up right where the last one left off, but it, it did feel a little bit like to, to get this somewhere we have to just, get everyone up to speed, all the characters up to speed in the, in the most easiest way. So in terms of what you were saying about like um, half-baked, that felt a little half-baked because you're like, okay, now we're, you're not really elegantly revealing this. It just is like, oh, okay, this is a thing. The emperor's yeah. back and, and everyone now knows it and it's, and we're continuing on. So that, that I agree. Um, but I think once, once that is established, and people are responding to that. And what do we do with that information now? Um, I felt like everything else did kind of fall into place more. So there was, again, there's some clunky stuff along the way, but I think generally um, now we have to figure out, you know, what for all of them, for, for Kylo Ren, what's he going to do that, that information? What's Ray going to do that information? What's the resistance going to do? So all of that to me just felt like, yeah, they, they, now that we're on, that's why I say the first act to me is a little bit like, but once we get there, second and third act, third act for sure. I'm, I'm a big fan of. Hmm. I feel like the, the, what happens in the, in the first act runs through the whole thing for me. I don't mind Palpatine being back. I just think it's very clunky and just so heavy handed to get there. And yeah. that continues through the rest of the movie. Like when they find the ship in the middle of the desert, that's just sitting there on top of a, a rock and they're like, Oh, now this is a fully functional ship. And this is, and like, it was just like, what? Or like when, um, Carrie Russell. Oh yeah. Her character, uh, Zori. Zori. Yeah. Um, gives him like this, this coin that can get them onto the, his star destroyer. And then he doesn't know where she is, but then I really like that their interaction when she's on the star destroyer and they can kind of, see each other. And then like, that's a really, that's probably my, one of my favorite sequences when, Mm. you know, like the berries fall over the ground and like they're fighting there. I'm like, I don't like how you got here. I like what you're doing now that you're here. Yeah. And that's how I kept 
feeling the whole movie was. I was like, okay, I like where we are, but because we got here in such a clunky way, I can't fully enjoy it. But I think that's the thing, the, the best gift probably that The Last Jedi gave this movie. Um, and I really enjoyed it because, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm more interested in Star Wars about the force stuff and the mythology and the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the religion and, and yeah. even in the prequels, to me, that's the most interesting stuff of like this big bloated religion that has flaws and no one wants to talk about it. And, and that, that to me is the most interesting stuff. What is that all the close home to close to home to you for you or <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit just revealing a little bit of my yeah. backstory. Yeah. So that's really interesting. And then the, the political, the rebellion stuff other than in the, the, the original three, but even still, like I love when Luke's with, with um, Yoda and like, I love all that stuff. Yeah. So in rise of Skywalker, this, this new stuff, like they've always kind of, there's been forced healing so that, but they kind of really dove into that. And then this new like thing with them being a dyad connected to the force and they can, and it started off with just being able to talk to each other and then being able to sense where each other are and then being able to pass stuff that that's really cool. Like, I think that's really interesting. And I know I, I had read some people hated that. They thought it was really clunky, but I'm like, what I'm, what I'm also up for, for star Wars in general. And, and I think that this did do was building on, the universe building on the mythology and every it feels really iterative, like uh, it, iterative, whatever that word is where you're adding on to something. And so you have like, like clone wars and rebels and Mandalorian, all of these things are not just taking what's already there and, and doing it again. It's like, we're adding in, you know, different elements of, you know, the CD underground and the Mandalorian and this whole subculture. And, um, but then there's also four stuff in that too, which I love. And, And then, you know, there's lots of stuff in there that, that, that I love and it adds on to not just characters and storylines, but also like what is the force and what is going on, you know, with the clones and in clone war. And and so all of that stuff is, is, is interesting. So sorry, my roundabout way of saying, I do feel like this did do that in a lot of ways, not only with the Ray and Kylo dyad business, but also with, you know, these other planets. I love when they were at the festival and there's these, you know, these, the stuff so much of star Wars, these all these planets and just like, you know, under siege and, and, you know, or it's just the planet is defined by the fact that it's a, a jungle planet or a snow planet or whatever, but here's like a culture that's thriving. And so I found that really interesting. Yeah. So I, I like that stuff that sort of added on and then they, they do go to the, whatever the, wherever Carrie Russell's character, I can't remember the planet name, but that was another thing where it's like this planet's just like under lockdown and they're stealing kids and like it's dark. So I, I enjoyed all of that too, where it did feel like we're still, we're still adding on to this, this mythology and, and what's going on in Star Wars. Hmm. I think you, I agree with you in terms of what they were doing with the force. I think I disagree with you in a lot of other ways. What, one of the things I wrote down was for me, what these movies proved is that writing lore is a lot harder than just getting the costumes right. Yeah, yeah. And getting the feel right. And I think when we went into it, I think all of us were kind of naive that that we all thought, you know, as long as they get the look right and that feel right, it's going to work. I think it's harder (laughs) than we all thought it was. Yeah. And I think in some ways they got in over their head. And that's what I feel like on like the Mandalorian, that they're trying to retool and take another run at it in a different way because they kind of just like, went off into this thing and with good intentions, I, I, I think with, you know, hiring talented people and then even the passing of the baton to each other in theory, all those sound like good ideas and allowing filmmakers to 
like Ryan Johnson to have freedom um, seems like a good idea. These are all good filmmakers who have done great stuff. I think what's happened and what's been shown is that George Lucas, despite how terrible the prequels are, has a knack for writing lore and putting in things that feel like they're timeless and feel like they exist. And they're not just showing up because it's convenient, you know, and there's too many things in this movie and in the other two, but not so much the force awakens. I feel like a lot of that, they, they captured that feeling a bit more, but there's a lot of things that are just there to be convenient and not to grow the lore, to grow what's going on in the whole galaxy. And that's really frustrating. It feels shallow and star Wars for all it's, we were having this argument and one of the guys we were arguing with was like, yeah, but, and then he was bringing up stuff from the original trilogy that was like off the wall. And I was like, and kind of like out there, but I was like, yeah, but they made us believe it because they worked it in and they presented it in a way where it was like, I buy that when something in this movie happens. I'm like, I don't buy it. It's just convenient. I wonder if that is a, you know, this is branching away from our, our, um, rival discussion here but like i wonder that that is a a skill that very few have had right where and and people talk about world building a lot but there's a difference between world building universe building and like creating crafting a lore like you think about like like a tolkien when you jump into those books you're like i am immersed in something that you have given a great deal of thought like a great great deal of thought about you you have thought about the history of this culture for thousands of years and what's happened. Like, you know what I mean? And so, and you do feel that with, with George Lucas as well in the original star Wars, where characters say something that we don't know what they're talking about, but they clearly do. And, and you see it other times done in other less successfully where it's like, that just feels like you're chucking a ball into the future, hoping that one day you can catch it. Um, and that happens a lot with, with TV particularly because they're hoping they get more seasons and, Oh, we'll, we'll grab that, you know, and mm-hmm. just keep people interested by, by hucking these things into the air. Um, but that's, le- that's less artful and craftful than, um, than you've actually thought about the implications of how, how this history and how this culture and how all of this would affect what the story now that we're, we're addressing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's, there's few people that, that have been able to do that successfully in, in books and in, and in movies and stuff. But I think for all the complaints about, George Lucas, you know, in terms of the, pre- the prequels, that can't be understood. And the fact that that was all created and everything Star Wars now is still branching off of that. No one's gone back and, and changed, you know, the, the, the core elements, right? So I, I, could, I think I can see what you're saying in, in, in terms of that craft of adding to, to the lore. In the same way that if someone were to go and write a, you know, a Lord of the Rings book now, be like, well, what are you doing? Like, you can't, there's no way for you to have that same, mm-hmm. that same ability to do that. But I will say, so another thing that I think is, was fantastic in this movie, I would say the dialogue, particularly between sort of the, the three, the core three is great. Like they, they just riff on, like they just kind of go back and forth and it's, it's really sharp and it's funny. And so, yeah, I was, I was a big, big fan of that. Sorry, that was me. I also wrote down bickering. Good. <laughs> yeah. That was great. my notes. Fantastic. Yeah. Even like right up to the end, like yeah. uh, when they're about to get shot and they're like still like bickering. It's yeah. Great. I'm like, you got the bickering in. That's one of the components of Star Wars. Good job. It's there. Some of the other dialogue writing, especially when they're explaining like everything, uh, very clunky. I found everything, unfortunately, that Lando said was just like, 
Could you have not taken another pass at all of his lines, please? I'll say something controversial. I probably could have done without Lando. Useless in the movie. Yeah, it's like they wanted to have him for the trailer. That's kind of what it felt like to me. Yeah, same with Dark Ray. Uh, they give her this awesome, cool lightsaber, and then she's on screen for as long as she's in the trailer. So right, that was very frustrating. Why don't we just kind of jump back and forth with good and bad part, like things that stood out that were good and bad. And yep. And then if you said something was good that I thought was bad, I'll fight you. All right, I'll throw you, I'll throw you a, a controversial one that might be okay. a good, a good Go start it. to a fight. Final scene. Okay. In the on the Sith planet, Palpatine, oh, Kylo Ren's coming. Yeah. One, I can't remember how he got there. How did Kylo Ren? That's he took Tie Fighter. Oh, okay. From the Death Star, somehow he got from like the old Death Star to. There the- is a great shot though of of um, the X wing and the Tie outside the wherever he is, like wherever. Oh. sorry, wherever the Emperor is. Yeah. There's a nice shot. It was I was like, oh, I like that of just the Tie Fighter sitting there in the X wing. Like an old TIE fighter. Yeah. Like just yeah. sitting there. I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, so that's how he got there. I don't know where he got it though. Hmm. I'll probably kick around the old Death Star. <laughs> There's so Every, everything there. survives in that thing that exploded. There's no in space. water Jawas that can go. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, I'll never view Jawas the same after Mando. Like, oh, I know. That last shot when they're going on tattooing in the, in the, like their crawlers kind of, I'm like, I got new respect for these guys. <laughs> they need fucking business. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess around with their shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, so last, last scene, scene, last scene, I, I loved, I, I loved that he kind of drew her in. Um, I, I don't think she, she really struggled with it, which I think was interesting, but, but I liked, I loved the, the force ghost voices. Um, I liked that the emperor was surprised when he tried to like fry them and then like got back the force. And then he was like, Oh, this is a thing. And then, and so then his plans change real quick. And he's mm-hmm. just like, cause it seemed kind of altruistic, you know, I'm going to sacrifice myself for the good of the Sith. And so that my granddaughter can rule. And then also he's like, Nope, I'm back. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I liked all that. And then like the, the sort of the, the, uh, you know, the Poe, like, I, I thought I could be Han Solo and I'm not. And all these people are going to die. That was great. Even that whole thing with like, cause you do think like, how do these people, that, that conversation I think they had with, with Lando was good when Poe was like, how did you do it? He's like, we weren't ready. And so you think about the fact that, yeah, Lando was this general that just kind of popped in and, and mm-hmm. Han got cut, put as a general and they would have been like super young. And so for these guys to be like, yeah, we're the new generals. Cause it's all that's left. Um, anyway, but last scene um, and in the Sith, Sith, tower palace thing um yeah i was a big fan of that Hmm. well um they lost me with the black figures in the stands why they were chanting where do they come from what are they why are they there the whole time i assume they were like sith ghosts (laughs) (laughs) yeah because he said he's like all the generations of sith are like in me and so i i i read that as like this is all of them in the same way that ray like hears the voices of all these jedi that came before him but this is all the sith that came i but this is where i'm so like torn for this movie because when she's there and they all speak to her i'm like this is an incredibly powerful moment i like this when the force ghosts are just sitting in the stands waiting. So Ray shows up, she looks and sees them all. And, and I'm like, what are all these figures? Like my mind immediately goes to a practical place. I'm like, so are they chatting between each other? Like during this? And they're just like, yeah, Palpatine's going to show up soon. He kind of is going to, what the fuck is he 
<laughs> his body, his little body is attached to this <laughs> giant thing. And does it lower him down because he's so big? Like this whole, does he like sneak in behind her? How does this all work? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's got this quiet robot arm that moves him around. Like I don't know how down. far it goes. If he's like going to pick something up, he's like, oh shit, my robot gets arm. to the ground. Ah. He tries to get it with his foot. <laughs> Force ghost. Come Can someone get, get a, get a, get a snow clone to get this for me. Um, so all that. Maybe they're all snow clones. <gasps> Maybe That's what so they were. Snokes. So many snokes. Andy circus. Yeah. He plays all of them. <laughs> He made so much money. He had to like digitally act all out there. <laughs> panting. Um, so that lost me. But then there's parts that I do like. I really like the Ray and all the Jedi part um, when they speak to her. I like, oh, I love when she transfers the lightsaber to him. Yes. So great. But then the fight between him and the Knights of Ren, side note, Knights of Ren, garbage, not used at all. Wasted, cool looking like they're, they're nothing. So that fight, the transfer was cool. The fight was a little underwhelming. Um, and then I love them both standing there, but then, then they they get their power sucked out of them and they're just laying on the ground. I'm like, Oh, this is really anticlimactic. And then he gets up and throws him down a hole and then he climbs up the hole and holds her and then transfers his life to her, which he's never done before. And then <laughs> dies. Like I'm like, I don't mind any of the things that actually happened, but how they did them just was just like, why are you doing it this way? Hmm. So that's how I could like, I feel like that's ultimately how I feel about the whole movie. It's not really any part that's like, this is bad. This ruined it. Like there was parts in like last Jedi that were like that. Like, yeah. Like anyway, we won't get into that. The sequence of events was so clunky all the time for me that it was just like, I can't even fully enjoy this. So that's how I feel about the last scene too. I can't really enjoy it. I don't know. It felt the pace felt good to me. It felt like, yeah, I don't know. Nothing stood out to me that was like, oh, because it's hard for me to, 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 to argue with. I don't mind what happened, but I don't like how it happened because I mean, I don't know how else you would, how else you would do that. Yeah. Like I, I, I again, from a character perspective, I like what everyone went through in that situation. Even, even the Kylo Ren, like, and jumping back a bit to the, to the lightsaber fight, like him, um, you know, both of them having this moment of like Ray has the opportunity to, to, to kill him. And, you know, that could take her down this path and she decides not to. Um, and then even, and then for Kylo Ren is like her compassion for him and mercy on him is ultimately what turned him. I don't think it was the Han Solo conversation, you know, but I think it was her, her action towards him that, that did that. And therefore he sort of returns that in kind in a sense to sacrifice, which he's, he's never really done so far as we know in his life, right? It's his life has been all about seeking power and, and surviving and, and becoming great. And the ultimate thing for him to do is to sacrifice himself. That's all true, but how they established that felt so clunky to me. And like, it comes back to kind of that lore thing that I was saying before. I was like, it's not really what you're doing. It's how you're doing it. And if you, if they had done it more in a way that was like, you know, we've really thought this through, we've worked out in like to what a movie's supposed to be. It just was, it just felt very rushed. Like it was, nothing was fully thought through. Do you think, here's a, here, do you think that it would have been, it would have done well to actually be stretched over two movies? Do you think that there was enough in there that you, I guess what my, my question is, was it too fast or, or was it bad? Like, would two movies have just been like, this is two bad movies? Or 
could they have fleshed things out enough that you'd have been like, oh, no, I'm in, I would have been in for that. Well, I think it would have given them the time to breathe and kind of let their ideas simmer a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think this movie, that is probably my main complaint about it is just it wasn't given the time it needed to be timeless. And yeah. that's what I want to feel from a Star Wars movie. Now, you could also say, well, do the old ones feel timeless because you've been watching them since you were born? Maybe. Um, but there is a skill there to make something feel timeless that they're not they're not wielding that tool here. So the two movie thing, I think it could have bought them more time. I heard that there were some cool things that were cut. Like at the beginning, there's something with a monster and him finding like there was more of a battle with Kylo Ren on that planet. Hmm. Which, by the way, what's up with JJ and Red Planets at the beginning of his movies? Wasn't that uh, wasn't that Darth Vader's planet? Was it? That would have been cool to know. Like, yeah, there's a, a, like a lava planet that I've heard since since the movie came out. That I guess maybe they're in the book or hmm. in something that I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. Why didn't I see that in the movie? Or that's a good explanation. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there has been at least three times where I'm on my phone and I read something. I'm like. Well, I like that. Oh, the, How come I couldn't see that? The one I read was because um, the thing that bothered me was like, who was Palpatine's son? But I guess it was like a clone of him or something. Yeah, um, like that's cool. That like escaped or I don't know. And bringing the clones back in. So those, if you ta- if you factor in these cool ideas and then make that part of your argument for two movies, yeah. But then you know, then you have tradition of trilogy and and all that, and it would be breaking from tra- tradition but i don't know it's hard to say it's hard to know yeah. but i think I mean, yes ultimately for for me for as much as i enjoyed it i was fine with it being one movie because i i enjoyed it i liked it i'm glad it's done yeah. um i don't i don't feel like i want more should you feel that way though about a star wars movie um, I, I should, if I feel like it's completed. Okay. Um, but I do feel, I do feel that way in the same way that like, and people don't feel the same way that I do about this, but like after Endgame, I was like, like uh, Avengers Endgame, I was like, Oh, I'm good. Like I'm, yeah. I feel very satisfied with the whole run of movies. I don't feel like, Oh, I would have loved to see more Iron Man or I'd love to see more Captain America. I'm, I'm good in, in many respects. Like even I didn't rush out. I didn't see Spider-Man far from home for a while. Cause I was like, yeah. I'm kind of good with superhero movies. Like I feel like this was handled very well. And so yeah. I'm satisfied. I don't, but you, you have to admit that end game was it's, way, no, it's quite a movie compared to there's this. no comparison like yeah no i i would agree and i kind of thought about like ending sagas and i was thinking about i was thinking about endgame i was thinking about um harry potter and the deathly hallows like i was thinking about there's a few movies where you're like you handled this ending of this story yeah with a lot oh. a lot better than this yeah. um so for as much as i'll defend i'll defend the movie and i am defending the movie was it was it handled as well as other movies i've seen with similar weights on them? No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, and I think actually the end game one in particular ruined the end of this movie because it's so close. Like it was in the same year. Right. Right. Um, the ending is very similar with everyone showing up. So I couldn't even enjoy, I really like the shot of all the ships, like yeah. that. but I'm like, but I just, I feel like I just saw this six months ago and with not ships with, you know, the people. Yeah. Um, so that, kind of ruined it for me, which they're in the same company. So maybe they should be talking to each other a little bit. 
Yeah. Uh, and then, and then another thing that ruined that part for me was that it was the exact same plan as last Jedi. Like, hope people show up. Yeah. But this time they did like, like, okay, well I'm doing this. Hope we people show up thing again. Okay. That hope man. Hope <laughs> is the theme. Hope built on something other than just like, well, I hope I get bailed out. They were hoping on Lando. <laughs> Lando's very persuasive. <laughs> do you do a, a Lando? What? Do you do a Lando? Could I do a Lando? Yeah. Like an impression? <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> I never have. What? I feel like you have. Okay, let me think now. Um, oh, my God. I'm putting you on the spot. This was in my... I planned this, by the way. It's it was down. in your notes? Yeah. He's like... Uh, this is so awkward. I don't think I even do it. Do you want me to do old Lando, like from the movie? Or do you want me to do like good Lando? Any Lando. He's like, dog. something wrong with your droid? <laughs> That's not bad. I'm Lando Calrissian, the administrator of this facility. And who bad. might you be? That's not bad. Well, what lovely. do we have here? <laughs> Would you join me for some refreshment? Everyone's invited, of course. Let's just go. There let's just go. do Empire right now from the beginning. <laughs> I'll do be the droid. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, nice of you to stop by. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pull another bad thing. Maybe you can defend it. <laughs> we already said Lando useless. <laughs> Lando useless. <laughs> okay, defend this. The slug <laughs> that works on the Millennium Falcon. He's got no arms. I don't. <laughs> What's going on there? I don't know. What's, <laughs> what's the Joker doing giving them secrets? What? At the very beginning is Mark Hamill, that alien, but he sounded like the Joker. He's like, oh, win yeah. the war. <laughs> Batman. Uh, I was talking to my friend Dylan and he was like, this slug is in all the pivotal scenes of the movie. Why is he <laughs> and sometimes I flip when someone else is getting really intense about something. I'm like, I go to the other side. So I'm like, I don't know, man. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I don't like him. He's a space slug, man. I feel like they did kind of run out of ideas a little bit with like the, like the aliens where it's like, uh, make him a slug. Uh, make him like, you know, gorillas with eye things on. That's fine. I like the new Akbar though. The, the little guy. The young Akbar. I think it was his son. He's kind of tadpole. He's very cute. Yeah. Um, um, no, I can't defend the slug. Um, I kind of forgot about him, to be honest. There's a lot of bad things in the first act that I find hard to to defend. Okay. But we already just said he's in three pivotal scenes, including... Where, what, where else was he? I don't know. He was, he was texting me. He was sending a whole roll about it. Um, I was guess he like fly, the end when they're all swing at the end? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he has no arms. How's he flying that X-Wing? Same way he's fixing the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um, okay, ready? This is a big one. Oh, no. This is almost a movie runner for me. Wow. The blade. The stupid okay. fucking blade. That only if you stand in this certain part yes. of this wreckage in an ocean. Which is probably being destroyed over the last 30 years. I, I will agree. Oh I actually wrote that. I wrote that down. I was like, that, that was stupid. I actually don't love the whole... Endor Death Star visit because it's so I don't know like it seemed it seemed that part definitely was like this was not well thought out because there is many ways that this wouldn't have worked yeah um, I, like I thought seeing it, was, it but if it was like a key or something like that'd be yeah you know but like yeah it's oh now we know where it is it's, yeah yeah good thing we weren't standing 15 feet over there exactly like yeah I, I, just, I agree with that oh, it, it bugs me so much 
so, but I did like that. I kind of like, you know, going back being in the, in the old music, the music was right from the throne room, um, like from Return of the Jedi. So that was all fun. Um, I don't mind that there was something hidden there, but again, to me is like this, mm-hmm. A lot of this seems convenient. I always assume the Death Star was just like just completely vaporized. Like you watch that movie and yeah, there's pieces, but like yeah, it's it's pretty destroyed. And then, but but his throne room and this vault in the throne room seem to survive. That I don't yeah. know. This did seem yeah. like a bit of a stretch to me. But and they could have had this fight anywhere. But the fight with Kylo and Rey on the Death Star, great. Love I it. like that. Um, I don't like her st- stabbing him, and I don't like him just showing up because again, this is you don't like her stabbing him because i like the stabbing but then it's like and now i'll just heal you it just it felt like okay this is a moment and now we're gonna undo the moment okay and then i can't enjoy that part because my mind is saying how did he get here how did he know she was here we just he she was just in his bedroom and he didn't know that he would that she was there but now she's on a death star which no one knew existed except does he does he have another blade <laughs> he must. Otherwise, how would he know where there's it is? A twin blade. Yes, there's twins. Twin oh blades and so twin that, holocrons. That's happening to me right. And then, and then I love the moment with him and Han. Whether it's imagined or whatever, like Harrison Ford's better here than he was in Force Awakens. I think. Yeah. Um, that moment had weight. But then, what's happening during that moment is like Leia's dying, and I'm like. Is she bringing him back? Is she forcing this imagined thing to happen? And then when he gets stabbed by Ray, then she disappears on the, like under the sheet. I'm like, what? I will agree with you. The the Leia stuff, the Leia stuff was hard. I didn't feel like it added other than I suppose if you want to like, her training Ray, and again, to me, it's like if you had stretched this into multiple movies, you're like, oh, Leia was training with Luke and actually had some like, you know, that that they kind of really breezed over that where it's like, oh, she was training with Luke, oh, she so gave much. up her lifesaver because she had a vision that it would end with her death or death of her son or something like that. I don't remember. There was a one line that you're like, yeah. oh, that you really glazed over that. That was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, but again, one movie, you're trying to force all this into one. But I think that's I don't even argument for two movies yeah because that you're again that's adding to mythology but you had no time to really dive yeah. into it it's yeah. one scene one little flashback of them training and you're like well leia was like the last night of her training so how so she trained to be a jedi in like like a month like that's everyone else has to you know train for years and years and yeah so yeah there, there was a lot there that that was just like quick but yeah. then the leia the leia stuff by the end with her having to give her life for some reason i don't know i would have rather she died when he blew up the ship in last jedi i think yeah. that would have been more more weight to the fact that he killed his mother right like that's yeah, for sure that's and dark right then you could have skipped the whole mary poppins in space and <laughs> you don't like that <laughs> oh, geez. that's i think why they had to show that she trained to be a jedi just so they can be like see that's how she floated and like, oh god so she's bad. super forcey because yoda said there is another that's how all this was justified. I just, I can't buy any of that. I don't think anyone watching it either is like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Leia was a Jedi. No one thought that. No. So, it, but I, I, I'm open to that fact. Like, again, it's like when you see this flashback and you're like, oh, okay. She was the first one Luke tried to train and like, and then she get, she decided not because she had this vision. Like, sure. I would love to see some of that. Sure. Like, but see not a, in a like disturbing, a th- 
two minute flashback with bad yeah, CG. Yeah. Like imagine like if it's like, you know, it's almost like the whole, all the stuff with Anakin with, with Padme, but it's her and she's seen these visions and her son and she's like, I'm just backing out of this whole thing altogether. Yeah. That, that's, there's a, there's a lot there. Oh man. And it could have been really cool too, because it's like, it's, it's not Star Wars, but like the idea of you've taken a step into a larger world. What if Leia's step into a larger world was frightening and like, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to be part of this larger world. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. That's something to wrestle with. That is. And you know, it can't be handled in a, a quick flashback, especially after this, especially after this actor has died. Like, yeah. so better to just sidestep all of it. And, but the other side of all this is, it's easy for us to stand here and like poke holes. Totally. I understand that they are under incredible amounts of pressure. There's incredible amounts of money and that there was some development stuff between, you know, did you see this thing with the short that, that someone had animated? What's the dude who was going to direct it before? Colin. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. Someone animated yeah. his, his script. Oh, so I got hold of like, the whole script. There is, the whole script is out there. I thought I read, and it, maybe the animated part of it, or the whole because it's pretty long. I don't know yeah, how they yeah. would have done it so fast, but yeah, I do want to watch that. So I understand that there was like some development hell, which is this is what's what's also tough about all this is because there's like trolls and haters online and just toxic people. It sucks when you agree with them on some stuff, and the whole thing with like Kathleen Kennedy, I do feel like this franchise being is being mismanaged somewhat. And that well, what about Mandalorian? I think Favreau is taking over that. Yeah. But I think she's taking it as his, because he's a bigger name than these other guys. And he's kind of taking the reins of it. I don't think she has that much say over what's happening on Mandalorian. I suppose, That's but you, my I, but, but this is where I'm again, happy with the movie. Glad it's done because I am interested in, Mandalorian. I I loved Rebels. I I haven't seen the new season of Clone Wars yet, um, but I'd like I to. Seen, I want to too. Um, I love Clone Wars. I'm interested in this, all this other kind of. We don't really know. It's pretty hazy what's going on with these other. You know, it might be like a you know th- thousands of years in the past kind of thing, and yeah, um, that is all really interesting to me because I love I love the mythology. I love the world. I love the mm-hmm. universe. But I, I don't want it to feel attached and beholden to anything. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's ultimately the stuff that bothered me about all three of Force mm-hmm. Awakens, Last Jedi, and, and Rise of Skywalker was when it felt like, oh, we got to do this because it happened in the, like, it's just like, mm-hmm. just, if we could just let all that go, like, after The Force Awakens, I was like, I don't even need to see Luke, Leia, and Han again. I don't, you know, God love them. I love them. But yeah, yeah. I, I want to see these new characters and I want, I want new things. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm like, let's, I'm glad we put this to rest because anything moving forward has no holding it back. Nothing has yeah. to happen, which is why I've enjoyed the, the Mandalorian. Oh, and this is not a Mandalorian podcast, but like, cause even should like, it I love him. Friggin <laughs> yeah. should let's, be. let's start a Mandalorian podcast because I love him. I love all the stuff that's going on with him. I, yeah. I think it's beautiful. I think it is. I love the characters. I love the world. I love obviously baby Yoda, but I love the, obviously cause I'm a force guy. I love yeah. anytime something happens with baby Yoda, you're like, Oh, this feels yeah. fresh and new. And, yeah. and it doesn't feel like, Oh, well Luke didn't do that in the yeah. other movie yeah. and exactly. Yoda didn't do that. And so it's like, there's nothing yeah. like that. It's just like, yeah, he, they can do whatever they want. And that's fun. Like you can just have fun in that universe. But they're also not just like throwing shit up and see what sticks there. There, there is some thought to it. So when baby Yoda is cute, there's more going on than just him being cute. Totally. There's a purpose and there's, there's an arc to that first season. Now, like 
we should have a Mandalorian podcast because <laughs> it's not like a perfect first season, but they had so much going for it that was missing from this movie for me that I think it even made this movie harder to watch mm, because I, get to that. I was like, Oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. This is how you're supposed to world build. And then it felt so rushed. Yeah. Uh, and even the, the way they rolled out the Mandalorian one at a time. Yeah. Allowed you to sit with it each week. Even, I love that. That even more so added to how rushed this felt. Yeah. Um, I will say when I watched Rise of Skywalker for, for the first time, I felt like I was just sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is moving so fast. I can't, but I actually liked the pace the second time. I thought, you know what? They got a lot of story to tell. Let's just keep it moving. So that was one of my complaints that kind of had got fixed. Yeah. Another one was, um, there's a couple. So the chewy thing, I still feel like it's a bit of a, uh, when he's not dead, I, I feel like it's a little bit cheap, but I felt more her feeling like she killed him. Yeah. Um, that landed. I was looking for that. Cause I know we talked about that and yeah. you felt, you had felt like it was like, Oh, he's dead. He's not dead. And yeah, I, I felt like there was a bit of time there. Like not like the whole movie, but there was, yeah. there was enough time to sit with, Oh crap. She just killed. Jibon. Yeah. And hit and her reaction to it was really good. Yeah. And her surprise of the power. I just wish that this whole Palpatine thing maybe could have been thought about when they started making the movie, like the three movies. So oh, that it yeah. could have been like, because it's really interesting of like, there is a great dark power in there. I never felt like Ray was capable of any darkness until that lightning moment. And I was like, Oh, she can't handle this. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah let us see that maybe yeah. in have a bit more of her struggle in return of the Jedi and what, what Luke is not return of the Jedi in um, the last Jedi and yeah. what Luke saw and all of that. Like you could yeah. tee that up a little bit. And yeah. like when Yoda visits, they could talk about that and there's yeah. more. And even if we don't know, like to me, like imagine yeah. the last scene of the last Jedi was the first scene of this movie. Yeah. Kylo Ren fighting, you know, he finds this thing. You're like, where's he going? He goes yeah. to this, the big temple. And then there's friggin' Palpatine there. And that was the end. And that's the oh, cliffhanger. Man. Fucking like, cliffhanger for really cool. Yeah. Right. But so again, this is to me is like the, and maybe this is a management thing of like the, the story, not feeling like it feels like three different, three different stories. Mm-hmm. So that, that might be part of that conversation is like having a vision for, for the three was maybe not there. And I think that's why both you and I enjoy movies is that even when you watch a movie that you enjoyed more than me, we can both look at it and go, okay, what can we learn about storytelling? What can we learn about, about filmmaking? What can we like, it's not useless. And we just, Oh, it's bad. I didn't like it. And that's the end of the conversation. Both of us can learn from it because we're interested in what makes things good. We're interested in why things work because we want them to work and we want, things that we work on in our much, much smaller scale to work. So it's not, you know, when I'm at the beginning saying this movie's bad, I'm not saying it's just thrown in the garbage. I'm saying, you know, I want to wrestle with the things that are bad about it and I want to learn from them and, and figure out why they're bad. And that's what yeah. we're doing here. Right. So totally. What was a good thing that you liked? Maybe I can argue with it. Well, I think I mentioned a few. So definitely the last, the last scene for me, I love the way Palpatine looked like he was legit. Like he looked creepy. Scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked, I like that. Um, okay. So we're at the movies and I have a problem now. I love the movies and I love movie snacks, but I, I'm getting old and I always have to go to the bathroom partway through the movie. And oh, I was no. there and I was with Kathy and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. 
And she's like, well, just kind of try to find a spot because you don't want to like have to leave at like a pivotal point. So I yeah. left right as they were getting to the the planet with um, Carrie Russell. And so I actually had missed most of that. Oh, like, no. oh this, this is like one of the best scenes in the movie. It is. With the little guy. and Yeah. That was one of the things that I, I'm glad we agree on that because I, so I loved her. I loved her. Yeah. I like Carrie Russell. Um, I loved her character. I wanted to see more of her character and I love this Bibu, the Babu guy. Babu Frick. Yeah. And I want, and then when they're in the same ship at the end, I was like, so Disney plus, can we just get a spinoff of them and Paul yeah. can show up sometimes yeah. and maybe in the spinoff, they could be husbands. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> who's husbands? Finn could come back in. <laughs> so you're, you're pro, uh, pro Finn Poe romance. Yeah. Just let them be. They clearly want to be with each other <laughs> and they're being held back. Um, yeah. But I really, I liked that. I loved her look and I love the little guy and we haven't said it yet. Oh, C-3PO. C-3PO writing. Agree. Whoa. Yeah. Like, I am not a 3PO fan, but he, they, they wrote him. And it, but it didn't feel like, oh, now C-3PO is funny. It still felt like 3PO. Yeah. So that was a, something that they pulled off really well. Um, they made 3PO funny without having to like make him lose his head and get a droid head. And then with puns. You know, yeah. With puns. Oh God. The worst. Anytime that any, there's a few scenes in the prequels that anytime I hear anyone defend it, I just think of, I'm like, how are you defending that though? Yeah. Yeah. So that whole there's factory. Like, oh, that most of that movie, really. Oh, it's been a while that I've seen it, but I can't even think of a bright spot. It's not good. Counterpoint to 3PO being so good. I don't feel like JJ Abrams has any idea what to do with R2. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. He's like, it's BB-8 or nothing. And this new wheelie droid. Yeah. I don't mind the wheelie droid. <laughs> I don't like that he used that. He was Ray's dad's wheelie droid. That's not necessary. Oh, he was. I thought he was the guy that killed Ray's dad. <sighs> I don't even know. To Ryan Johnson's credit, at least he used R two in his movie. I like the scene with uh, Luke and the him using the you know the Leia, yeah, uh, projection. That was like R 2s only good moment in the yeah. in the all three movies. But at least C three PO was good this time. Yeah, really good. That's a strong point for sure. Well, we're, we're agreeing. I'm turning you. By the end, you're going to no, say, no. This is, this is my favorite Star Wars I've ever seen. Oh, my God. No. Um, how did you feel about, I know we had some back and forth on this, and maybe this is a good place to kind of find our way out of this. How did you feel <laughs> about the end end? Tatooine, the whole business. I liked it. I, um, I liked this is when, when I will agree with you that it's like, I like what happened. I don't like how it happened. I don't like this random woman walking by. It's like, mm -hmm. what's your name? Like who does that? Yeah. That's yeah. weird. But weird. I liked what, like if someone asked me, that, I'd be like, none of your goddamn business. Get out of here. <laughs> what's your fucking name? <laughs> <It> was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't like that, but I, I do like the sentiment of it. And I don't know what other way you would do to have her reveal that she's taking this guy walker name. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe she didn't need to take the the Skywalker name. They it wouldn't be called Rise of Skywalker, I guess. But the, her taking the name, I didn't care for her bearing really? the lightsaber. Why? Well, let me get there. So okay. her bearing the lightsabers, love it. Especially because yep. I'm always like, because you know we both have kids. But I'm like, hey, maybe my kids can go see old old lady Ray 
you know, in more of a Obi-Wan role one day and they, mm. and these lightsabers can come in. I love, that's the stuff where it's like star Wars is the stuff that's hidden in dirt. You know, it's, it's old temples. It's, yeah. it's secrets. It's mis- like, it's mystery. It's, it's in the games or in rebels where the, um, the temples come out of the ground and they're yeah. ancient, you know, yeah. I felt like they were tying back into that. So I love that. And, and hiding and putting them back at the home base. I love it. Yeah. I hate the force ghosts because there's no purpose of the force ghost because we have twin sons. We don't need twin ghosts. So you think the, ghosts, the, the sons are Luke and Leia? They don't need to be. It's, it's, it's a feeling. It's, it's poetic. You know, we don't have to get like logical with it. It's just, there's two sides of the force that is also, that also plays out in, in twins. And like, this is a running theme through the movies since the first time that Luke looked at those two sons. So having her look at the two sons at the end, that's enough for me. I don't need to look over and be like, hi, like, (laughs) what are they there for? But isn't that like sort of their nod of approval, like at the end of Return of the Jedi when, you know, Obi-Wan's there with Yoda. But again, yeah, that one felt like there's a reason for it. And maybe it's because I saw it when I was a kid. There's something to be said for that. But for here, I'm like, why are they over here? You've, we have the iconic image right here. We don't need this. I guess you could. Yeah. I guess in Return of the Jedi, it's like, it's not only them, but then, well, I guess it's now Hayden Christensen is awkwardly standing there looking at his feet. Um, But yeah, it was, you know, what's his face. I love Uh, the, the meme where people just throw in all the dead other dead people <laughs> box in there. <laughs> He's not dead. <laughs> well, neither is Luke. Yeah. Uh, no, but I do. I actually, I liked it. I liked her. Cause again, to me, it's like family. She became part of this family. And I think that was the, for as, as much as it, again, it just was fast, but like her training with Leia and Leia kind of becoming a mentor to her and Luke, obviously, you know, from the last movie, it just felt like she became, their like their adopted child which there's something really beautiful about that about someone who did come from nowhere like she she was you know what i mean so this Mm -hmm. person that in the very first movie was just constantly looking to the sky waiting for her family to come back and Mm -hmm. ultimately that was a disappointment like it just felt more real to me it didn't feel pollyanna it didn't feel apple pie it felt very like this is rough but it it's how it works for some people Mm -hmm. right like you're this is the family that I, I really am part of. My blood doesn't matter, right? And I think that that was really, really powerful. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also, her choice. And also, she does have, she still has the family of Poe and Finn. Yeah. Like yeah. that last shot before that final scene is the three of them hugging. So right. I think, I think the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, she's back alone on a desert planet. And that kind of bothered me. But this time I was like, no, there's clearly a moment here where she, these are the people that are still alive that she loves and they're all they're hugging and they're, they're bound together. It, that's yeah. very nice. Yeah. And then she goes and completes the journey and, and kind of puts these lightsabers to rest. I thought that was all like excellent. Yeah. So what didn't you like about it? Well, the ghost mostly. No. <laughs> and the lady. What's your you know, name? We can agree on the lady. <laughs> yeah. We agree on the lady. Out here. Where is she going after this? <laughs> Yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere. She's waiting for a sand crawler to come by and pick her up. She's just just checking the moisture mines. (laughs) She's like a squatter that took over after the... She takes them up right after. Look what I found. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. 
Okay. So last question, I think, uh, where, where do you think star Wars is going from here and what would you like to see? And just speculation, I guess. Well, Mandalorian season two, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of alluded to it earlier, like these other things that are, I, I feel like it's constantly shifting and, and they haven't really, you know, there's no details, but like there's rumors of like a Knights of the Old Republic kind of thing, which I think would be super fun. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing more Ray, but, but I don't think they're going to. I think that that's sort of put to rest. And again, I, I, like I said before, I don't like feeling attached to something. I would love for them just to be like cut free to imagine and have fun. And I think jumping back in time, would do that because mm-hmm. none of that stuff's happened. Right. So they don't have to worry about, yeah. you know, Yoda and Metachlorians and anything else. Like they can just do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting. And then, so hopefully that's, I think that would be a really, a really fun way to do it. I wouldn't mind seeing some other like parts. I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big, for as much as I love the Mandalorian, um, I am such a big like Jedi person and force that, um, that I'm glad that they went there with, with the, the baby Yoda. Yeah. So I wouldn't Dark mind Saber seeing and Yeah. 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 Ahsoka's coming in, so... Yeah. So I don't know if there'll be tie-in with more Rebels stuff, because they have that saber, right? That was from Rebels. Yeah. It's an interesting timeline, too, because it kind of brings us, depending on how far they go with it, brings us to before Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, so that's an interesting time to play with. I think that's where my hope is, like, I kind of have three hopes for the future of Star Wars. One, Mandalorian's, like, the biggest one. I'm putting so much emotional pressure on that on that franchise don't disappoint on that part of the franchise anyway um so there's i have high high hopes for that and i think they're justified i think they've proven themselves so hopefully they can keep it going yeah i would love to see um in the future not for a while but something returning with ray i think there's something about star wars that's about legacy and even even if it's not the skywalker legacy i think allowing time to pass between generations, I think is interesting. And I think there's a possibility to pick up that mantle, pick up those um, lightsabers at some point. That's, that would be interesting. And then I fully agree with exploring the, like the older parts of star Wars and just having fun and just letting people, I think this is the time that they probably should have hired more, like save some of these more interesting voices, like, you know, like all the stuff that happened with solo, you know, if they could have got some of those guys and that kind of talent in now and just say like, go for it. Because if you get someone in this franchise that loves this world, but you'll also give them, you know, the room to play. Like look what happened with Spider-Man into the spider verse. Like they were just allowed, they were, they didn't have to tie into any of the movies and they were just allowed to run wild. And it was a blast. If you get talent like that in here and just say here, you know, the rules of star Wars, don't break them, play with yeah. them. Yeah. That, that sounds so exciting. Yeah. Agreed. So who knows? Yep. I'm, I'm on the same page. I agree. Oh, we agree. <laughs> what a way to end a debate. With us agreeing. I knew it would happen. I know. That's why I love you. All right. Well, so do you still like it? Even after yes, all, even I do. With, even with the dagger, the even dagger. with the dagger, the dagger was a big one, probably the biggest, the biggest. Yeah, I was like, I that's for dumb. Me, I but. think for me too, the dagger is the biggest. Oh, and for some reason, the the ship in the middle of the desert really bugged me. Really, it's fully functional. Again, I think. I mean, the Millennium Falcon's kicking around. It's been it's been a while. That ship is old. 
but if there's any Jawas on this planet, this ship is like maybe they could. Are there Jawas everywhere? I don't know. There should be. Oh, they were in Mandalorian. I don't think he was on. No, he wasn't. No. On Tatooine? Yeah. So they are other places. So, but some scavenger is going to pick through this ship. It's on a rock. (laughs) It's not exactly hiding. It's literally like, like a beam of lights coming. They have to get past the big snake. They fell in those fields and that snake ate them. Yep. Cause they couldn't heal the snake. No, exactly. Only a person that could heal the snake could get to that ship. Ray and baby Yoda. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) So you like it still, despite all those things. I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. I'd feel a little bad if I convinced you otherwise, but a lot. Thank you for. I I would. I have anxiety. Of course I would. (laughs) All right, buddy. Well, Well, thanks for having me on. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Hopefully, um, we can start our Mandalorian podcast sometime. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. I think we, it would be fun to do like little check-ins. Yeah. You know, each week when it, whenever the world goes back to whatever it's going to be now. Yeah. It just be us gushing about the Mandalorian for yeah. an hour. So yeah, that's fine. You know, that's the world I want to live in Nelson. <laughs> a world where we gush about the Mandalorian for an hour. Yeah. And yeah, not having too. to stay inside our homes. Yes. <laughs> that's our hope for the future. Yeah. We'll go to All a right. bar and, and gush about the Mandalorian and record it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. No worries. I'll see you later. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. Thanks again to Nelson for joining me today. And thank you for listening. So what did you think? You on team Nelson or on my side or neither? Maybe it bugged you that we forgot the proper planet names and some character names as well. Anyway, find me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Stay safe, everyone. May the force be with all of us in these difficult times. And hey, at least we still got Mando. See ya.